Welcome, I'm Matthew from The Travel Podcast and your host for this episode. If you're not already subscribed for free, like, comment and share The Travel Podcast and especially this episode as it's going to be a brilliant one. We're going to be taking around the capital region of the USA, exploring the history, culture, beaches and nature, along with why the region is perfect for those looking for a short city break destination or even slow travel. And who better to guide us through this amazing region than Scott Balio, Executive Director, Capital Region USA, and Della Tully, Account Manager, Capital Region USA from the UK and islands. So um, I'm going to start off asking you, Scott, um, as you're based out there in the US, what areas of the US make up the capital region and how do visitors get to you? Sure. Well, thank you, Matt. appreciate the opportunity to be here. Uh, the capital region is two US states, so Maryland and Virginia, uh, along with the US capital of Washington, D.C. So uh, a small, but uh, we like to say very attractive uh, region for visitors along the mid-Atlantic, uh, halfway sort of between New York City and Atlanta. Obviously, your visitors are pretty well versed on U.S. geography. Uh, but in terms of getting to the region, we've got great access. Uh, the primary gateway is Dulles International Airport, uh, which is Washington's main airport. It actually sits in Virginia. It's about 20 miles outside of D.C., but great connectivity uh, out of the U.K., especially on uh, United and Virgin and BA. Uh, also have a BA flight uh, into Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, that service is coming back pretty soon. Uh, and of course, for a lot of visitors, we understand that they uh, are including the capital region as maybe part of a larger East Coast visit. Uh, so great connectivity on Amtrak down from New York and Boston. Uh, so an excellent way to get around the region or get to the region uh, via train as well. And on that, we, we actually have quite a few listeners based out in the US. So again, I suppose it's very easy to drive to to get to get there as well. So for those that are listening in the US, it is a wonderful region. And once we get there, you mentioned trains, because I think a lot of people, especially those maybe not based in the US or in North America, may not think about train transport in the US as a real big thing to be able to get around. It's more everyone thinks fly drive. Um, how is it best to get around the capital region once you're there? Sure, well, I think you have a couple of different options, and I'll let uh, Delaware chime in here as well. But Amtrak, especially on the East Coast for the U.S., has, uh, is a great network, um, certainly within the region. Uh, between Baltimore and D.C., you can get out to Western Maryland. Uh, you can get uh, well down into Virginia, down to Charlottesville or Norfolk, uh, all the way down to Roanoke. Uh, so Amtrak is definitely a great option. Certainly renting a car uh, is a great opportunity as well if you uh, prefer to set your own timing and agenda. Della, I know you've driven around the region before. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Sure. Um, yeah, I've driven around. Um, I've I've actually picked up a car a car in Dulles and driven driven, ac- driven across to Maryland. Um, but mainly, it's just very very easy. And I think um, you know, to give it from a British perspective, I think one of the things that sometimes um, UK visitors, UK and Irish visitors, are a little bit concerned about is the long drives because we imagine you know um, that driving in the states is going to be a little bit like driving in the UK, and it's not in so many ways because you have those massive open roads and you know, much better kind of relaxed way of, of driving long distances. But the beauty about the capital region is that you don't have those huge distances. 
Mm. I think, you know, if you're used to going perhaps to the West Coast where, you know, you might be combining California and Arizona and Nevada, for example, um, you know, those three destinations, you can you can really do a lot of mileage. You can have a 200 mile drive one day, 300 miles the next. You don't have that in the capital region. I think that's a really great um, attraction for UK visitors. You know, within 90 minutes drive of DC, um, you know, you're at the top of that skyline drive, which takes you in down that, you know, beautiful drive within Shenandoah National Park. Um, you know, so you don't have hundreds and hundreds of miles to fit in in a vacation. You don't have to worry about being in need of a holiday when you get back, for example. And I would say too, you know, Matt, for those, I mean, obviously a lot of visitors who, who come to the region start in, uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, and the nice thing about D.C. is that it's very easy to get around without a car. Uh, great metro system. So uh, all around D.C. and into Virginia and Maryland, uh, the D.C. circulator, uh, an easy and affordable way to get around. Uh, and it's a great walkable city, too. So uh, if you don't want to drive, if you don't have a car, a uh, lot of opportunities around D.C. Uh, by train. And then, as Della said, uh, for those fly drives, uh, easy to get around the capital region, for sure. I've been to D.C. In, in the capital region. My friend lives out in Virginia, uh, mar- married an American, so we were out there for his wedding. And I can also say that driving around in the U.S., the roads are so big, so easy, you know, it's all automatic. So it's like a bit like driving a go-kart, but on the other side of the road if you're coming from England, <laughs> or the same side of the road if you're coming from elsewhere in, in, in the world. But yeah, it's amazing. And we also took advantage of around D.C., the amazing transport links, which I was quite shocked about because I'd spent a lot of time on the West Coast um, and up in the mountains in, in Colorado where they didn't have that. Uh, you said, Scott, you don't have to have a car if you go doing that little city break and you, you don't drive, you can still get around this region without needing a car, which is very rare for the U.S., so a great opportunity for those non-drivers. And the states and towns and cities that make up the capital region have such rich history. What are some of your, your must-visit historical sites in the region, Scott? Sure. Well, I think, as you said, I mean, so much of our colonial history, uh, the U.S. colonial history, uh, started in the region, uh, whether it's in Virginia with uh, Jamestown, uh, Colonial Williamsburg, uh, where the first settlers were coming in, uh, Annapolis. Maryland has a very rich colonial history, as does Alexandria, Virginia. Um, you know, a great area for if you're interested in Revolutionary War history. I know we have a couple maybe different perspectives uh, on, on that, certainly. But uh, for any of your listeners who are interested in the Revolutionary War uh, or certainly Civil War history as well, places like Manassas uh, and Antietam up near Frederick, Maryland, it's uh, just really a rich area and where so much of the U.S. story started. Uh, obviously, we don't have nearly as long a history uh as England, but the history that the U.S. does have the last 400 years or so, uh, much of that uh, is centered in the capital region. And because I've seen some, is it, remember the Titans? Yep. They go to one of the the historical sites. So that's a great, it's a great movie. No one's watched it. It's a very inspirational movie as well. Yeah. It's, um, you know, and we, yeah, yeah, go ahead, as well? Yeah. Sorry, Scott. No, I was just going to add that, you know, the, the areas where you have those colonial, um, you know, those amazing attractions that you mentioned, Scott, Jamestown, uh, Colonial Williamsburg and Yorktown, that historic triangle, as we call it. Um, it's not, 
you know, it's not a boring way of exploring the history of the region. And it's so family orientated. I've been there several times. Um, my children are now grown up, but I've been there when they were sort of like, you know, 10 and eight. Um, and they make it just so fun. You know, it's, it really is a living, you know, they're, they're all living history museums. So, you know, with the reenactments and people really kind of telling the story to you. Um, but also down the road from those places, you've got places like King's Dominion theme park in Richmond, um, Water Country. You've got bush gardens in Williamsburg. So, you know, it's a great family area as well. I, I think sometimes we think, oh, history, oh, it's got to be, you know, kind of like for grown-ups only. But, you know, it, there is an, an amazing amount of family attractions in the area too. You know, it seems like so many, uh, most of the places in the capital region are steeped in history. Um, and obviously, like you would saying, Della, there's so much more to do than just that history side of it. You've got the attractions and it's great for, for families. What can the listeners get up to when, they're, you know, when they're staying in one of the major cities? Because when I went to DC, I was at the Smithsonian. I love my museum. So, so that's an amazing uh, opportunity to get around and see what, you know, world famous and top, top range museums around the Smithsonian. What other um, opportunities can listeners get up to in the, in the city, Scott? Sure. Well, I think, you know, everyone knows that uh, D.C., obviously the nation's capital, and it really is a world-class uh, capital city, uh, but it's so much more than just the the monuments and the museums and the memorials. Those things are all great and definitely must-sees, but uh, in D.C., great collection of neighborhoods. Uh, it has its own Michelin guide. It's one of four U.S. cities to have a Michelin guide, so some people may be surprised at the uh, amazing culinary variety uh, in the D.C. area. Uh, you know, certainly Baltimore. I know you've freed your Baltimore before, but that's a great city that I think surprises people too. Great harbor, the aquarium, uh, also great neighborhoods and very, very walkable. Uh, on the Virginia side, you've got places like Richmond, uh, great culinary city, great museums, um, obviously Civil War history there as well. Uh, Virginia Beach, uh, one of our main beach destinations, but also Virginia's largest city. Uh, so you've got 30 miles of beaches along the Atlantic, uh, Ocean City, Maryland, uh, another great beach destination. But those are some of our kind of some of our larger urban areas. And I think, like Della said before, the nice thing about the capital region is even when you're in D.C., uh, very walkable. It doesn't feel like a big, dense city. You don't have the skyscrapers like, say, a Chicago or a New York. So you can feel. And in, in these times, you know, when we're all looking for kind of maybe some more of those open air type adventures, uh, you can do that right in right in the heart of D.C. and 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 really spread out. And the capital region is uh, is great for that kind of travel. We did feature Baltimore, so if you want to go and have a little bit more info on, on Baltimore, because that's what I said, this again, great food and a great city to walk around. And um, with with the with DC, you know, I really enjoyed getting around there. And like you said, with the with the great public transport, a great opportunity to explore that. But something I didn't really think about at the time when I was there was the beaches in um, uh, beaches out in the capital region and in the further states, and obviously not just the beaches, but the great outdoors and. I know Delio mentions, you know, you can go on your road trips out there, get into the mountains, and it's all so accessible. So with that side of it, from the cities to the ground doors, what can visitors get up to? So I'll hand over to you, Scott. Oh, sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think you summed it up well. And, and Della had started off by saying, you know, how relatively small the region is and easy to get around. So you can be from the Atlantic Ocean side uh, where those beaches are and what we call the eastern shore of the region. So the eastern shore of Maryland and Virginia, uh, a quieter area, quaint towns, bed and breakfasts, uh, great little restaurants. Uh, then you get into kind of more of the heart of the region where you've got great wineries in Virginia, uh, national parks like 
like Shenandoah and uh, all through the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, Appalachian Mountains obviously run, uh, you know, from Georgia to Maine, and we've got uh, a great segment of those in the in the region. Uh, opportunities for hiking, for camping. Della, maybe you can talk a little bit about, we've got a great new uh, RV itinerary that's been developed, actually. Yeah. Um, I think, again, people don't necessarily think we're an RV destination. You know, our, our default probably is, oh, you know, you need to be on the West Coast, you know, or you need to be in the in the Rockies area of the U.S. to enjoy an RV holiday. But we've got a new um, itinerary, which we actually developed with Cruise America, one of the leading um, RV companies in the States. Um, and, you know, if you take a look at that, you'll see that we have so many state parks um, and, you know, many of the campsites actually within the within the state parks incredibly affordable um, and you know you can really follow that sort of if you like um, circular route out of out of DC for example down through Virginia um, and then back up through Maryland back into uh, you know just outside of DC um, with an RV you know it, it's very very family friendly as I mentioned before um, su- such a lot of great outdoor spaces and if you really want to be in control of your kind of immediate accommodation then you know obviously an RV is a perfect way to do that um, um, and, and all the things that you will always expect to be in a national park, you'll find in Shenandoah, you know, like the horseback riding, you know, you can get out on some amazing hiking trails. The thing I loved about it, though, is that, you know, you don't have to be this Bear grills person that goes off, you know, and has got to be equipped with um, three days of camping gear to uh, enjoy it. You know, you can literally pull out. And, you know, I remember just pulling out at a picnic area, you know, and going down to Devil Hollow Falls, you know, where the, the, these beautiful waterfalls are like a 10 minute walk um you know from from the car park so if you're not a person that wants to go off on a long hike you know you don't have to do that it's it, there's so many pullouts um down that skyline drive you know and i've seen bears down there like three times and again people think bears in virginia oh, well you know i didn't ne- necessarily expect that but you know we were having a barbecue once and there was a huge amount of rustling in the trees and we looked up and there was literally like bear cubs um so we did make a quick retreat back into our little minivan at that point um but you know just amazing wildlife opportunities and again i don't think people necessarily associate that they don't realize that we have that in the capital region too i was just going to ask about the beach sides of it like the city the city beaches the ocean and getting to explore that side because again it's not something that i i would have expected some of the beaches that i've seen i look unbelievable yeah i think it's one of those things that maybe sometimes people you know when they, when they think about a trip to the u.s they're thinking about those beaches maybe in florida or california but uh, the capital region really has world-class beaches and, and some unique features like uh Assateague, um national um lakeshore or seashore sorry um we have wild horses on the beaches that you can see something very unique to the capital region uh that whole chesapeake bay area uh which is really i would say one of the singular features or geographic features certainly of the east coast uh great opportunities whether you love crabs and oysters getting out sailing uh fishing or even just sightseeing uh little pullouts where you can swim or grab a stand-up paddleboard or a kayak or things like that uh, great opportunities and as i said if you like your traditional uh hotel right on the beach we've got places like virginia beach uh virginia or ocean city maryland uh where you can do that and and, and fill the days with doing not much of anything at all which is great too sounds my cup of tea that's <laughs> beautiful weather <laughs> beautiful weather some some nice seafood oh yes i'm there and you know talk about this it's so diverse obviously the the, the beaches in the summer and um some great you, you know summertime road trips but what's 
what's it like year round and what is there to do year round in the capital region? Um, and also, I know it's quite close. A lot of people know maybe in like New England for the full foliage. Is that something that is big down with yourselves as well? It is certainly it's a we're a four season destination. Uh, you know, we're we're right along kind of that mid Atlantic. So the weather tends to be a little milder. We certainly have four distinct seasons. Uh, you know, summers are, are sunny and hot. And as you said, a great time to get out and enjoy the those road trips or do some biking or grab an ice cream cone. Uh, fall is actually a time that we have been trying to, to promote more. We know that New England has a great brand around fall foliage, but really the capital region is spectacular when it comes to fall and those leaves changing uh, and everything from those pumpkin patches to farmers markets and things like that and really a slice of Americana. Uh, so fall is a great time to come. Uh, winter, you can still you can still travel through the region. We do have some areas where, uh, you know, up in the mountain areas where it will be snowy. Uh, we've got some ski areas and things like that. Uh, but certainly a city break to D.C. in the winter with the shopping and uh, all the museums and things uh, available. That's a great time. And then spring, uh, is an excellent time as well. Uh, the Cherry Blossom Festival in D.C. Uh, and around Northern Virginia, very special time uh, to be in a region and certainly a time in the spring too where uh, before our, you know, our U.S. domestic uh, visitation season starts, a chance to get out and uh, explore the area before some of those U.S. visitors arrive too. But Della, what did I miss there? No, I, I don't think you missed anything. I was just going to say that, I mean, I think you're right. I think fall, again, we have these sort of preconceptions always about the U.S. and we think, oh, it's got to be New England for the fall, you know, that that's where you go. But, you know, we have this amazing fall colour, you know, which always is just so beautiful to see, I think, from a from a British perspective. And, you know, it it, it hits later, obviously, than New England because we're warmer, um, you know, and it, it doesn't get cold, colder, obviously, early because, you know, that's what we need for those leaves to change. Um, so, yeah, and I love the spring too. I think the spring in the fall for, for Brits is amazing because, you know, we do kind of get a little bit, like, excited when the temperature's get you know above 75 scott as you know <laughs> so you know it's kind of like um spring and fall is is for us kind of re really sort of you know lovely temperatures for exploring but i mean i've been in there in the middle of, of august though and you know everything is air conditioned obviously you know you're so well prepared for that so and you know once you're in the mountains or on the coast you obviously get the you know the, the slightly cooler breezes there um you know that then you would perhaps get in dc but um i agree year round there's every season the cherry blossom is is amazing as well that just that sea of pink um is just so stunning that is something i was going to highlight cherry blossom a bit like space you full foliage new england cherry blossom japan that's what i was saying cherry blossom japan but it's a lot closer to home so very accessible you know if you if you haven't been able to get over to japan to see the cherry blossom and it is on your bucket list potentially why not go to the capital region see the cherry blossom and then maybe in a few more years time you then go out to japan or if you've loved the cherry blossom and you've already been to japan go out to the capital region <laughs> see the cherry blossom again and then go and explore the the you know elsewhere go into the mountains do the city breaks go, oh, so much to do so diverse a lot more than i was expecting here Della. i know we talk quite a lot so this yeah. is uh yeah, yeah. eye-opening but that was another thing is with summer you know, i've um I spent a lot of time in the state and other destinations where it gets really hot in the summer and i think from what you're saying with the capital region it does offer some difference to other places if you're doing a fly drive in california generally you know, well if you're going down the coast it's going to be hot you know mm -hmm. if you're going through the deserts uh, if you're going you know uh through arizona majority of time it's going to be hot unless you're going up into the mountains if you go to vegas it's going to be hot if you drive up into the mountains get cool 
but where you're so close, but they're all big drives. Whereas in the capital regions, you could be in DC in a few hours, you can be by the coast, enjoying the, the water. You can be up into the mountains, cooling off. So I think you're, you know, you're spot on by saying, yeah, great spring and fall, but the summertime isn't going to be as hot as you expect because you can easily escape it. You know, yeah. even if you're based yeah. in DC, you can go off and do these amazing adventures each day from, from what you're saying. Exactly. And talking about that, you know, how obviously we talk about the seasons, but how long would you both recommend? So I'm going to ask um, Scott first for, for, for your view of it. How long would you recommend people exploring the capital region, whether they're coming from uh, Europe or based in the US and then Della are specifically from the UK of what you, what you think. So if I start off with you first, Scott. Sure. You know, we usually like to say if you've got about eight to 10 days to spend in the region, that's pretty ideal. And that gives you uh, about three days in each place. And we know that most people uh, are going to start in DC uh, if they, if they land in Dulles or, or they're coming in from another state uh, on a fly drive, uh, they're going to spend some time at those museums, memorials. Maybe they're going to get out to Alexandria, Virginia or Mount Vernon where uh, president Washington's home was uh, spend some time in Arlington, maybe at the National Cemetery and do all the things at DC. You can't cover it all in three days, but you can take a pretty good chunk out of it, which is a great start. Uh, and then take the next uh, six to seven days and get out on kind of, uh, it could be the classic circular tour. Maybe you're out to uh, Fairfax and Loudoun County, Virginia, uh, go down through Shenandoah National Park, uh, over to Charlottesville uh, with uh, Monticello, Thomas Jefferson's home, and then over into that historical triangle area past Richmond, uh, and then on to Virginia Beach perhaps up along the Eastern shore, uh, and over to Annapolis, uh, and then Frederick and Baltimore, Maryland, uh, and back, depending on how much time you have, you can get out into Western Maryland. You could do Southwest Virginia, the home of country music and some great small towns and drives in that area. But, uh, as much time as you have, we can certainly fill it with great experiences, but, uh, a week to 10 days is, uh, it would be ideal. Uh, Della, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think sometimes Brits, I mean, obviously we generally have, you know, perhaps a little bit longer vacation time um, than a domestic visitor. So I think, you know, quite often it's 10 to 14 days if they're, if they're taking a self-drive of the capital region. I know I've done a holiday, um, you know, with my family, a vacation with my family, which was like eight, about eight, eight, nine nights. And we just focused on DC and Virginia. We didn't actually go into Maryland. Um, if, if I'd gone into Maryland, I probably would have extended did that by another few days. Um, but that's the beauty of it. Like you said, Scott, you know, you can just focus on certain areas. You could, you know, if you don't want to go into the Shenandoah area or, you know, into Virginia, you could just focus on DC and Maryland. I mean, that Chesapeake um, Bay, like you said, is just such a beautiful region. And, you know, it's so incredibly chilled. You know, once you've done those DC attractions and you've been, you know, packing in the museums. Um, one thing, I think you did mention it earlier, Scott, but I'll mention it again about DC is that, you know, the majority of museums and galleries, everything in D.C. are free of charge. So, you know, certainly everything that's Smithsonian owned. Um, and, you know, I remember when my kids were small, they wanted to go into the um, the Natural History Museum just to see where the night of the museum had been filmed, you know, in that, that you know, lobby area, if you like. You know, so you can literally just spend, um, you know, a couple of hours in that museum if you want, but you can equally spend all day. But when you're not having to pay, you know, it's great, particularly if you've got families, you know, that you, you can just hop from one to the other without feeling kind of like this nest, 
you know, necessity, if you like, to stay in a museum all day because you've paid an admission fee. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going back to the overall question of how long. 10 to 14 days, I think, is probably more of an average for a UK visitor. Um, and there's uh, so many UK operators specializing, um, obviously, in the US that have those capital region self-drive itineraries um, that you were talking about. Yeah, you can tell I brought the American perspective because I immediately shortened the holiday down by about a by about a week. So no, I appreciate you picking that up, Della, and, yeah. and for sure it's it's worth much more time. <laughs> no, definitely. You know, again, people forget how close it is from a flight time. You know, people go for a city break all the way over to the west coast so they could do that and explore something slightly different. You know, on, from the capital region, maybe do a multi sensor between DC and Maryland, or you know, maybe a, a bit longer just down to the beach. But it's just something very different. And so you, that region is so diverse. Like you said, mm. you know, the home of uh, of country music. And you say down in Southwest Virginia. Yeah. So again, which is something that's massive uh, in that area, but also I know a lot of people in Europe and the UK love their country music. So going and see the origins of it is is a big, big opportunity. And uh, I'm going to ask you both, for see, I know Daddy, you spent quite a lot of time out there. And the, what are your own top five favorite things to do when you're in the capital region, Della, or Scott, when you're not working, um, as, you're, as you're based out there. I'll start with you first, Della. Um, yeah, my my favorite things, I think, I mean, I love history. So like, you know, that um, I, I get all nerdy about it. And, um, and the fact that, you know, as we were saying, so much of it is colonial history, British history, you know, that fascinates me, you know. Um, and the fact, you know, you can go to Jamestown and everyone talks about the Pilgrim Fathers when they sailed from Plymouth, uh, you know, know to Massachusetts but we, we were before that like 1607 you know um is when those those you know colonists came from England and then named um Jamestown after our King James at the time and the James River you know and then you've got Colonial Williamsburg which tells this whole story of, of a thriving colonial city you know um, and at the time there was no talk of revolution you know they were quite happy to still be English and loyal to the crown you know and you go there and they're talking to you in this ye olde English um accent you know and you're kind of like a bit taken back because you think hang on a minute <laughs> I'm in the US but you know they're, they're talking to you and they're acting, uh, you know, the part of that time. Um, and then you've got Yorktown where they decided, actually, we actually don't want to be British anymore. We'll, we'll actually go it, go it alone, you know. Um, and it's just, it, to me, that that's definitely an area I absolutely love. Um, but equally, I mean, I love the vineyards in, in Virginia. You know, who doesn't want to sit outside with a glass of wine and just looking over that beautiful countryside? Um, the Shenandoah is just spectacular. And, you know, like I said, without traveling huge distances and without having to be this athletic person that, you know, it, it's not like having to climb up El Capitan in Yosemite or anything like that. You know, it's very, very accessible. Um, and, you know, the beach, Virginia Beach, again, my children absolutely love that. You know, you can see the dolphins. Um, it's an Atlantic beach. So you have all those water sports as well as an IMAX theater and, um, you know, just, just everything you can want from a family perspective. Um, but Maryland, again, I mean, just a complete contrast, really, to both DC and Virginia. You know, I always think Virginia, mountains, beach, um, those 
amazing historical attractions and then but in Maryland it's all little islands and you know as Scott was saying earlier antique shops and coffee shops and a very laid back feel you know so you can completely chill out and the seafood is just amazing obviously in Virginia and Maryland um, you know anything from a crab shack that's one of my favorite things to do is just go attack those crabs with that little hammer <laughs> you know you're sitting by the water and it's just such a, a fun thing to do so I've got too many things really I've, I've reeled off a few but there's there's lots there's lots more it's because it's such a such a great region there's so much to do yeah and scott yeah some of the ones della mentioned are on my list as well um i you know i love the the blue ridge mountains of virginia uh i live near roanoke so maybe a little biased there but uh just uh, spectacular scenery uh and wildlife uh i love alexandria virginia uh, small town great shopping uh kind of the old the old style streets and everything uh the eastern shore as we've said, I, I, I think it's an area that's not as well known maybe to, to a lot of people, uh, but it's definitely worth, um, a, a visit. If you're, if you're outside of DC or maybe you're over in Annapolis, which is where our U S Naval Academy is also another great town. I love the historic towns of just being able to, to walk the streets where, where again, as Della said, so much history has happened. Uh, maybe you're standing at the Lincoln Memorial, um, and you're like, and you're looking down the mall and you're like, you know, this is where Martin Luther King Jr. stood when he gave that famous, you know, his famous civil rights speech. And you look out and you can stand in that exact same spot. Um, or at Monticello when you're like, you know, Thomas Jefferson stood right here or he slept right in this room. And again, it's just, um, if you're a history buff, there, there really is no better place, but no, just so many special, special spots in the capital region. And again, as Della said, you're going to spend a lot of time or a lot more time, uh, seeing the sites and experiencing things uh, and less time trying to get to them than maybe some of the other destinations uh, in, in the U.S. Well, that's you. Like you've, you've opened so much to do, so much to see. Is there a great resource and website for those listeners who want to be able to go, right, I need to start planning my trip to the capital region in the USA? Where is that resource? You bet. Well, probably the best place to start is capitalregionusa.co.uk. Uh, that's our, uh, our website that has great uh, itinerary suggestions, travel tips, uh, ways to get around. Um, as, as Della said, certainly we work with uh, or pleased to have product with a number of UK um, specialists. Della, I'll let you maybe talk a little bit more about that. We've got a, uh, a holiday guide uh, that you can download from our website, uh, or you can reach out to us to get a, to get a copy of that. Uh, and then certainly follow us on our social media channels as well. If you just search for Capital Region USA, uh, love to have you follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, just to give you a taste of the region uh, before you come out and have that holiday yourself. Sure. And there's, there's so many uh, tour operators, as Scott was just saying, that do offer the capital region product you know um as scott said obviously the resource of the website is excellent um but many u.s operators you know from from big to small you know the big names that you would expect but also the smaller operators uh for example america as you like it um bon voyage travel for example you know have got not just one capital region itinerary but numerous capital region itineraries depending on the type of itinerary that your clients want and they will tailor make it so they will you know and someone like north america travel service for example um you know that they will tailor make what your what your client is looking for you know depending on the number of days and their interests so um yes a lot of product out there that will cover our region amazing yeah so make sure you do go to the capital uh, region usa website and also join their social media because that will really give you uh travel envy especially or if you're in the u.s listening you can already travel there 
Um, and then from, from Europe and the UK, start planning those trips for uh, next year and beyond. So again, some amazing inspiration will be had on that. I've, I've been looking at the website and I really like the, the wild, the wild ponies. Uh, it, it's a bit like me and Della both uh, live on the South coast in England near a place called the new forest, which has wild ponies. That's right. So I'm like, going, amazing. I can go see wild ponies on the beach in the capital region. So I'm all over that. I just wanted to say thank you both for joining us on this episode. It's been absolutely brilliant to learn about this stunning, diverse region of America. So thank you, Dedda. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. Yeah. Really, really glad to have the opportunity to talk about the region. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Appreciate and that. if you've enjoyed... <laughs> just want to say thank no you. No problem, yeah. Scott. Want to say thank you. <laughs> and if you've enjoyed this episode, um, please do make sure you share with friends and family. Spread the love of the capital region USA. Don't forget to subscribe for free on your podcast platform of choice. And also check out the travel podcast where we'll be featuring links and photos of the beautiful capital region along with this episode. So thanks for listening.